Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Ju-On. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. I am thrilled to be back co-hosting with Young Ju this week. Yeah, and I'm so excited that you're back and it seems that everything has sort of returned to its normal rhythm, at least for now. So this week we're talking about a really exciting topic that affects many teens, driving. And high school is a time when teens usually get their permits and driver's license, and teens are itching to get behind the wheel to start driving. Great topic. I can certainly relate to this. Actually, this year I took driver's ed, and I did receive my permit, which was so thrilling. Somehow getting a driver's license is really like a rite of passage. It's like we're almost considered adults, and it gives us a lot of extra freedoms. Every state differs, though, but in New Jersey, students are eligible to take driver's ed during their sophomore year of high school. From there, you have to test for a written test, an eye test, six hours of behind-the-wheel training from a driving school, and then you can finally get that permit. So it was a long process, but it was definitely worth it. Yeah, somehow my life has not changed so much because my school is right across my house. So I have not needed to drive anywhere, but I'll keep my eyes out for more opportunities. But according to the California Department of Motor Vehicles, teens don't have such a great driving record. The relationship between age and driving behavior has interested highway safety researchers and administrators for many years. It's generally acknowledged that the greatest risk of traffic crashes is among teenage drivers. Traffic crashes are the leading reason for death for teenagers across the United States. For both men and women, drivers aged 16 to 19 of years have the highest annual crash and traffic violation rates of any other group. Those statistics are not encouraging. I know that I was reading a study the other day and the numbers are just so staggering and they're so high. So I think that really these statistics serve as a reminder to buckle up and stay safe. But anyways, Nicole Eubanks, our Express Yourself field reporter, will try to shed some light and health beat on how we can be safe drivers. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Um, Okay, so for my portion of the show, I wanted to discuss the dangers of driving and how to reduce danger. I myself also just got my learner's permit about two weeks ago, and I have to say, the road is far more dangerous than I suspected, (laughs) like, even though I was you know, in the passenger seat with my mom, it just, I didn't really even realize um, how it was. 
Um, there are so many distracted drivers and they put others at risk by doing things like texting and talking on the phone and like blasting their radio really loudly. Factually speaking, about 70% of people drive while on the phone, which is obviously just highly unsafe, not only for that one person, but all other drivers in their route. Um, in 2011, there were 3,331 car crashes distract, um, caused by a distracted driver. I know you guys have probably heard it like a million times, but before, like, I don't know, just don't text and drive or just be on your phone at all while driving. It's just a horrible idea. And you can really, if you think about it, you can save a life and it could be your own life just by resisting the urge to grab your phone and, you know, check Facebook or Instagram or whatever. <laughs> um, another drive uh, danger to driving is intoxicated drivers, which most of our listeners are in high school. And let's face it, they're like at this age, there's just so much pressure to try alcohol and drugs and that sort of thing. And an example of how that has affected driving is just in the year 2011, nearly one million teenagers drank alcohol and then got behind the wheel. 60% of teenagers, um, teenage car crashes involve alcohol. So obviously the best way to avoid, you know, these kinds of accidents would be to not drink at all. But I mean, realistically, I mean, as I said, there is a lot of pressure and, you know, if people give in and decide to have a drink or, you know, whatever was offered. They just need to be smart. Consider your safety and other safety and just don't do anything that you would just regret. I thought a good way to kind of inform is the word um, our listeners about alcohol would be to talk about how it affects your health. Alcohol, obviously, it affects your brain. It affects judgment and coordination and your ability to do simple things like judge distances and speeds, which these all have to do with driving. So you already know it's just a horrible combination. Talking long term, excessive alcohol use can also affect your heart. You can develop heart disorders that can cause the muscle to stretch and some can cause like irregular heartbeats and you can also be at a higher risk for a stroke and high blood pressure. Alcohol makes you an easier target for diseases, for weakening your immune system, and it can also be harmful to other organs like your liver and pancreas, and you can also develop cancer, ranging from mouth cancer to liver cancer and even breast cancer, and there were more, but I didn't want to list them all because it was quite extensive. Um, I mean, so obviously, there's just so, there's a lot of risks that come with alcohol, and as if you're a driver... I mean, as of now, don't make the road even more dangerous by contributing to drunk driving or, you know, distracted driving. It's just a horrible idea. And if you move past it, it'll all just be safer. Yeah, I totally agree with everything that you said. And especially if you are drinking and driving, you're not only affecting your safety, but the safety of everyone else on the road. So it's really important that you don't jeopardize everybody. Yeah. But what was your scariest experience driving? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> this wasn't recently. I mean, obviously, you'll understand, but I was like seven years old, <laughs> and my mom oh my was goodness. driving me home from karate, and we were like at a complete stopped light, and this guy behind us just like totally hit the car from the- Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, and I just remember being like lifted up off the ground, and I was like super scared, and we had to pull into this parking lot. And the guy said he would meet us in there, and he just, like, left. He did, like, a hit and run. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. I was just, like, scared because it was raining, and I was so <sighs> small. <laughs> wow. Well, just hearing that story, should teens be afraid to drive? I know that we hear all these numbers and these statistics. So do you think that teens should just try to be cautious, or do you think that they should have this fear in them? Well, I mean, I think that sometimes fear can be pretty good. I mean, fear makes you cautious and more careful, you know, unless it just totally freaks you out. It makes you just spaz out. Mm -hmm. But I mean, um, whenever I, I drive now, because I don't know, I just I can't even explain it. It's like I have to be so careful. Um, 
but I just feel like everyone on the road is, even though it's really dangerous, it's also like everyone makes sure that they're safe for the most part. It's just some people decide to not make it so safe. So, I mean. And do you think that 15 and a half is too early to start driving? Um, I mean, no, because <laughs> I mean, whenever you're a teenager, you're finally just maturing in your life so far. And it's just <laughs> a good step to freedom and like to be more independent because you're going to be moving on to college and at some point. But I think it's a good rule. Yeah, and I know that it really, really does differ depending on the state. There are some states where you can be, I want to say, like 14, because I, I remember we learned all of this in driver's ed, so I should know these numbers. Yeah. Um, and then in my state, you have to be 16 to actually have the license. Um, yeah, the I think permit. 16 is a pretty standard license age. Yeah, yeah. yeah said that it was like, whenever you were talking about your permit, it was really strict. Yeah, definitely. I know that... Like you can be 14 to drive um, certain things, maybe not necessarily cars, but if you live on a farm, you can use yeah. the equipment there. <laughs> and like there's different um, standards. So I guess that it really ju just depends on where you live and what you want to drive. And I remember even in driver's ed, we had to learn about boat licensing and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if that's a standard thing that everyone has to learn about that as well. But we had to learn all about rules for motorcycles and boats and things besides cars as well. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thanks for all the insight, Nicole, on how to be a safe driver. I'm Young Juan. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juan. Today we are talking about driving, how to get a driver's license, and what it's like to really be behind the wheel of a car. Some young people start driving really young, especially if they work on a farm, like our producer, Cynthia Bryan, who began driving solo at the age eight. But for most of us, we prepare for driver's training and getting a permit at 15 and a half and hope to pass the test and get a license by 16. Caitlin is going to talk about her experience with driving and what it's like to prepare for the test. 
Of course. Well, although driving can be a lot of fun, I think that we need to remember the driving. I know that we talked about it a little bit in the last segment, but Young Ju and I are going to share some tips and our experiences that will help you and your friends stay safe. So most of these facts that we'll be sharing are from www.teendriving.com. If you want to check out their website for more about driving safety for young adults, definitely go there because they have a lot of information That will certainly be helpful when it comes to time to taking that test and getting ready to go behind the wheel. So I think that the first just basic tip, and it really does seem obvious, but I think that we should reiterate it, is just to always wear your seatbelt and make sure that all the passengers are buckled up too. I know that it's kind of standard to go into the car and only buckle yourself up, but I think that it's really important to consider the people around you and remember to remind your friends. Another really important tip is just to adjust your car's headrest to a height behind your head and not just your neck. And then this will definitely be using whiplash in case you're in an accident. A lot of people tend to forget to do this. And I know that when I was first getting my permit, I actually had no idea. I thought that it was just however made your head feel comfortable, which is obviously not the case. So definitely keep this in mind. Yeah, I have some funny stories about our next little tip. But Like, since I came from a really Asian culture with a lot of people who were also from the same culture as me, we would always take road trips. And in a very small car, we'd always try to fit like 10 people or like everybody. And I know a lot of people have similar experiences, but never try to fit more people in the car than you have seatbelts for them to use. Not only is it really an uncomfortable and just painful trip and way to travel, it's just safe and not really legal, I don't think. Yes, agreed. Just going along with that. Even if your seatbelt is large enough to fit two people, it does not matter. Everyone needs to have their own. So I think that that's something that's really misunderstood. At least I know here in New Jersey, a lot of people just try to squeeze as many people in. But that definitely, you should not do that. And then another tip that, again, may seem pretty obvious, but just try to obey the speed limits. Going too fast gives you less time to stop or react. So I think that's just another thing to keep in mind that even though it seems really, really fun speeding down the highway with your friends, if you do get into a car accident or if an animal runs into the road, something of that sort, you're not going to be able to stop fast enough. Yeah, and here's another tip that's a little bit more nitpicky than the tips we mentioned before, but use turn signals to indicate your intention to turn or to change lanes. I know it can be kind of like a last minute decision to turn or change lanes, but it's really helpful for everyone else on the road if you use these turn signals. And you turn it on to give the cars behind you enough room and time to react before you take action so you're not suddenly like splitting down the lane. And also make sure you take the or turn the signals off after you're done turning. (laughs) Well, I have a little funny story to go along with this. So when I was doing my hours behind the wheel with an instructor, um, I was always mixing up the turn signal. Um, It's like a little knob in the car, and I was mixing it up with the windshield wipers. So whenever I would go to try to turn it on, I'd always end up turning on the windshield wipers, even if it was like so sunny out. So that was a little bit embarrassing, but if it happens to you, don't worry. I don't think that you'll be the very first person to do it because I know that I did. And this is another tip that I think that you should remember um, when you're at a red light or green light. So when the light turns green, make sure that the intersection is clear before you go. And this is really important because as soon as people see green, they just go. I mean, of course, green is to go, but you need to look as well. Just because the signal says something, you need to also look at your surroundings. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. And don't drive like you own the road. Drive like you own the car. I um I once was taking a trip with a pair of really nice people who were also maniac drivers. They would switch lanes every like three minutes if like there was a little bit of a slow like there was a little bit more traffic on one lane. They'd like zip to the next lane and then zip back to your original lane. Don't drive like that for the safety of everybody. Yeah, and I really think that you have to remember that you're putting other people's lives in danger, too. It's not just your own. You have to consider that there are other people out on the road. And that's just what I try to remind myself if I get a little bit too excited and I'm just (laughs) beaten down. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
there are other people on this highway. There are other people that could be affected by my actions. So that's just something to really keep in mind as well. Yeah, And also (laughs) another little funny tip that I always see is just to make sure that your windshield wipers and windshield in general is clean. You do not have to (laughs) wait until it rains because I know people that just refuse to actually get out and wash it. And, you know, if it's dirty and you're not able to see out of it, especially the back one, that could really, really be dangerous. So be sure to clean your windshield wipers. Yeah, and make sure... Um, to drive into your garage straight and not at an angle. Another teen thought her car would straighten out before she got inside, but instead dented the car and broke the molding on the garage. So be very careful. Even if you think you're home, always pay attention. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And I think that judging the distance is a lot harder when you're in a car. Definitely. And also, yeah, like things are a lot different when you're behind that driver's wheel. Um, I'm not sure if this has happened to you, Young Ju, but when I'm driving, I feel like I'm going a lot slower than I actually am. Like, if you're in the passenger seat, it feels like you're speeding down and going a normal distance. But if you're driving yourself, I don't know why. I always feel like I'm going the slowest Yeah, I feel like that, too. I don't know. I was talking to my friend about that, actually. We were both talking, and I rode in her car once to get frozen yogurt. And I was just telling her how fast she drove. And she was like, really? If I don't drive that fast, I feel like I'm going too slow. And so maybe it's a well-known Yeah, maybe it's just mind over matter. I'm not really sure, but I know that I do that. And also another additional thing to do, because I know so many friends that have been stranded at certain places, is to make sure that your car has gas in it. <laughs> do not just ride around with the gauge on empty, because who knows where you may end up. So yeah. I know friends that have been stranded just crazy places because they forgot to fill up their tank. Oh, so no. be sure to have gas in there. Yeah, that's always a really good safety measure and some common sense, too. Yeah, and I think that it's better to have too much than to have too little. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. Like, even if it might be a little bit irritating to go get gas, make sure you do it. And yeah, so, definitely. Um, we have a couple more tips that, or like, I guess little characteristics that make teen drivers more susceptible to accidents. And one of them is poor hazard detection, which means, like, the ability to detect hazards in the driving environment, which pretty much was what Caitlin was talking about, like, judging the distance or judging speed. It takes time for, like, people to acquire this ability. So don't worry if, like, on the first time you really can't judge distance or how fast you're going. Yes, and then another thing that you need to watch out for is risk taking teenagers tend to take more risks while driving partly due to their overconfidence in their driving abilities i can attest to this and i know that very young drivers are more likely to engage in risky behaviors like speeding tailgating running red lights and all that sort of stuff because they just feel so confident with it and you have to remember that you are not superior on the road like i said earlier other people can be affected so don't be too overconfident with it you need to keep other people in mind and we'll go to more tips later but unfortunately we are out of time before you can find out more about driving from us we'll return with our what's popping reporter kai kelly i'm young juan and I'm Caitlin Darrow. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Don't forget to buckle up and don't go away. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. And today we are talking about teens and driving on Express Yourself. Did you know that the traffic for ages 16 to 19 years old for those drivers are higher than those for any other age group? This is one reason why it is so expensive to insure an adolescent driver. And I know this from experience. It is quite expensive. When I was getting my permit this year and now I'll be getting my license in August, I know that my mom kept complaining about the costs of it. <laughs> we are now going to our wonderful field reporter and part-time co-host, Kai Kelly, to talk about her experience in learning to drive. Hi, Kai. Hi, Kai. Hey guys, okay, so though I have a sinking feeling that my mother would disagree, I was definitely a very talented driver the moment I stepped behind the wheel. I mixed up the turn signals and could not, for the life of me, remember which way was left and which way was right, and the idea of moving the wheel opposite when driving in the rear quite literally blew my mind. I remember that I always relied on the left and right hands by doing the L's with my hands, but that didn't really work when I was driving and I had to keep my eyes on the road, so that was a major problem in the beginning months. If that wasn't enough, I stepped on the acceleration when I meant to hit the brake, and there were definitely more than a couple scratches on the bumper that first day I learned to drive. Needless to say, it was a relief when I finally passed my driver's license after months of difficult practice with my own lack of hand-eye coordination skills. In fact, I'm very proud to say that I only missed one point, but my mom says that that was definitely a fluke, and there's no way. But what about celebrities? Are they as brutally untalented at driving as I was, or do they skate through the test with grace? Thankfully, some of those beautiful and talented stars face similar challenges to my below-average experience. On one episode of the highly intellectual reality TV show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, youngest Kardashian sister Kendall Jenner was extremely nervous about passing her test. When the day came, she used her father's Mercedes, an experience I can totally relate to considering that I drive a 15-year-old van, and she failed the test when she cut somebody off on the turn. Kendall cried to a stony-faced instructor and then returned two weeks later to successfully complete the challenge. Thank goodness other celebrities are also like me. Some celebrities were able to ease the test through the test gracefully but have not been too great behind the wheel. For example, Amanda Bynes was pulled over in March for using her cell phone. A couple weeks later, she was busted for a DUI, and then in May, she sideswept another car and then drove away. She later said that she was not aware that she hit the car, and if any of you keep on up on celebrity news, you'll know that Amanda Bynes has been facing a lot of other different issues with the police recently. Less than a month later, she was involved in a hit and run. Phew, when I think about that, my own driving skills don't seem so bad anymore. So whether it is learning to drive or being a safe driver on the road, Rest be assured that celebrities have just as much of a difficult time as we do. For each other's sake, though, let's try to remember the difference between braking and acceleration the next time we step behind that wheel. 
I think that it is actually really reassuring to know that other celebrities go through the same exact stuff as us. So, so thank you so, so much for sharing that, um, especially just hearing about one of the Jenner sisters. Um, I think that it's entertaining to see that there are other teens out there who are struggling. So even if you didn't pass it your first time, keep your head up. There's always a second and third time. You can take it, at least here in New Jersey, you can take it as many times as you need to. Yes, I think that's true in California and probably most of the other states as well. So that's a reassuring little fact. And what are some of your interesting driving experiences that weren't life-threatening? Well, some of the interesting driving experiences are not necessarily ones that were done by me, but I do have a friend. Her name is Gabby, and she's actually... She's a crazy driver, and one of the experiences that she had, she actually uh, dented the back of my car. What she was doing is this, is that she loves to Snapchat. I don't know if you have it. It's an iPhone application. It's basically where you take selfies of yourself. She was Snapchatting her friend, and then she hit the acceleration and crashed into mine. She drives a Prius. She frequently hits the curb all the time. Um, My interesting driving experiences are similar to that. I know that I've been on the highway before, thought I was totally safe, and then I looked. I did the whole checking thing and then I tried to change lanes and realized that I was going to about to hit another car who was also changing lanes. Scary experiences like that that I know my mother did not enjoy when she was teaching me to drive when I had my permit. And actually hearing about the Snapchat um, app incident, I can definitely um, relate to that. Not personally, but I have heard of a lot of other teens just using their phone while out on the road. And recently, I read an article about Josh Peck. I don't know if any of you know him. He's an actor. He's mainly known for the TV show Drake and Josh. Right. (laughs) A little throwback there. It's not on air anymore, but it was on Nickelodeon. And apparently, he got into an accident because he was using the Vine app. So he always apparently used to make these videos when he was, like, driving out on the road. And it, it apparently was really, really funny, but obviously... It wasn't really that good of a choice because he ended up getting into an accident. Luckily, he was okay, but it's just something to learn from, definitely. Now, talking about Josh Peck and his experience, what are some other celebrity drivers that have had some troubling experiences driving? Right, and I think you'll probably remember this, but Britney Spears was once upon a time the talk of the tabloids around the years of 2006 and 2007. Now, fortunately, she's kind of faded off and she's not in the tabloids every week like when we were checking out of the supermarket. Um, But after paparazzi spotted her driving through Los Angeles with her son, Sean Preston, on her lap, he was only an infant at the time and she was caught and she was arrested for that. In 2006, she was charged with a hit and run over a 2006 incident and she didn't even have a valid driver's license at the time meaning that her driver's license had been suspended she continued driving and then she hit somebody and then she ran away and so that gives you in big trouble as you can imagine that same year she reportedly ran a red light with her kids in the car she ran over the foot of a police officer and she hit a paparazzo Fortunately, Brittany hasn't had any more incidents since 2008 when she was involved in just a minor accident. But as you can imagine, her experience is actually repeated by a disappointingly large amount of celebrity drivers. I know Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber have gotten in trouble in the past for accidentally um, brushing up against paparazzi when they're trying to take pictures and they're trying to leave a driving They're trying to leave the scene of something, and paparazzi do get sometimes occasionally injured while trying to take pictures of celebrities. So that's not a pretty, that's a pretty um, common experience. And do you think celebrities face more of a challenge? I think in a little bit, in in a, a little bit of a way, because if you think about it, they we obviously don't face paparazzi when I'm leaving my house. Nobody wants to take pictures of me. Fortunately, that would be kind of strange. Um, And in that sense, they do face more of a challenge. I do, and I think a lot of times they can be under a lot of pressure when they're leaving situations, and that's when the situations like Britney Spears running over the foot of a police officer can occur. But I think things like hit and run or driving with kids in the car and then doing something like running a red light or um, driving with kids in your lap, those are things that are not necessarily unique to celebrities and I don't think can be excused just because they are more famous or because they face more fans. I think those type of things are just basic safety issues. 
I have seen that though very very often. There could be almost a dozen paparazzi um, swarming at you. I've just seen it on Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. And really, I'm not even sure how they can drive with all the flashing in their face. And so I, I do see how that could be a common issue. But definitely, I guess that they should just try their best to really stay safe and try not to get into any accidents, especially with the paparazzi and brushing over them. But what right. do you think is the hardest part of learning to drive? I think personally for me, what was really difficult was the idea that for actually, driving in rear was extremely difficult to me because it's kind of counterintuitive. You turn the left wheel left in order to back up right, and that type of thing, for some whatever reason, was uh, very difficult for me to understand. I think um, just gaining that kind of confidence was really difficult for me. I know I was driving for a really long time. I was driving. If it was like a... Like, our main road in where I live, Orinda, is 35 miles per hour. And I know that for a very long time until I gained that kind of confidence, I was driving probably 15 to 20 miles per hour and annoying everybody around me. And I think for me, driving on the highway was very difficult. I'm just not really a coordinated driver. So a lot of it was very new, unfortunately, for me. Yeah, I know a lot of people have the opposite problem as you. They drive, like, 50 miles per hour right. on a 35-mile road. So there's a lot of different problems to be. Right. And I guess that it's kind of better safe than sorry. I think that it's better to go slower. But unfortunately, we are out of time right now. Kai, I guess celebrities do face the same driving issues that we do, but they do have the spotlight. I'm very glad that we can have more of a private life with our mistakes. And I know that we all do make mistakes, whether it's driving or whatever it may be. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juwan. When we return, my radio mentor and our original Express Yourself host, Stephen Zhao, will share his insight on teen driving. And during the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself, Teen Radio will be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. 
I'm Keelan. I'm Juwan. Today our show is focused on driving and licenses. And Steven Zhao is an incoming sophomore at Pepperdine University, majoring in industrial and organizational psychology. He got his permit at 16 and his license at about 16.5, which seems about right or a little, even a little bit early to get your license. Hi, Steven. Hello, everyone. And actually, that's not too early. That's technically technically half a year late. You're allowed to get your permit at 15 and a half. But you got your license relatively early compared to your permit. Well, yeah, but actually the permit's only supposed to last six months. Oh, okay. So you could have a license as early as 16. It's hmm. granted most people get too lazy, like me, yeah, and don't do it really until lazy. later. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it definitely sounds like you have a little bit of experience with driving. So why do you enjoy driving so much? Because I know that's something that a lot of people fear because of the really, really high statistics of accidents and all of those really scary facts. Okay, well, there's a lot of things that go into driving. And first of all, for me, I really do enjoy just having the control of it and the freedom. Uh, when it comes to, for example, my friend group, I'm usually one of the drivers. <laughs> so we, whenever we plan to go on a trip to what Yosemite or Lake Tahoe or whatever, it's usually, they, it's assumed that I would be driving at least one of the cars. If So it's useful in that sense. And contrary to most people, I actually really enjoy giving rides, mostly because that gives me someone to talk to and <laughs> makes it so I'm not bored to death while driving. Yeah, <laughs> and, usually I'm the person always mooching off rides and yeah. begging people to drive me. Yeah, no, I enjoy giving rides and that's one of the reasons. I mean, when it comes to the safety and the accidents, I have two responses to that. The first one is more of a joke than anything, but I actually do kind of enjoy the thrill of driving and just like hoping that the guy to my left actually signals before turning. So it's actually kind of, I kind of like the thrill. Granted, there are times when I've gotten really scared because someone obviously just doesn't know how to drive on the road. <laughs> but and, uh, and you were saying <laughs> how you were the main driver of your friend group. So what benefits come from being the main driver? Um... I don't know if you can call them benefits. It's more just getting to actually talk to people. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's so many benefits. It's so much. It. I can't describe it exactly, but I enjoy it primarily because it puts you in there. Like being one of the drivers, just being willing to give rides makes it so that you're not always the one mooching off people. And to an extent, it's almost like a power play. It makes it so that uh, I enjoy being part of the group more. But that is uh, hard to describe because that's more going into the social dynamics behind every <laughs> individual friend and individual person. <laughs> well, when you are giving rides, I could see how it could be a little bit inconvenient, though, because do your friends ever give you gas money? I know that gas is so ridiculously expensive. So I'm just wondering how that all works out. Oh, yeah. Usually usually everyone's willing to chip in, especially for long drives. Yeah, long especially drives. for like long trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the gas is pretty expensive. I mean, granted, I try to save up as much as possible so I can get the gas at Costco where it's a lot <laughs> cheaper, which entails quite a few interesting experiences where I have like five miles left in the gallon and Costco is about 10 miles away. So I'm like, I don't want to get gas here, but five miles to drive 10 miles doesn't really make sense We just had a tip about this, about how it's always better to get more gas than less gas. Yeah, I've driven it down to zero before. It's been kind of scary, but thankfully it Thankfully, I've never broken down on the road before. And do you have any that thrill again? Yeah. <laughs> that thrill yes. of, oh no, am I going to break down? But yes. did you get your license on like one try? Or do you have any like tips or funny stories about obtaining your driver's license? So the driver's license process, did you guys talk about this in previous se uh, sessions? Um, not really about really getting your license. We mainly talked about tips about how to be a safe driver. <laughs> That's true. Safe driver is right. However, getting the license is an entirely different deal because granted, to be honest, they don't really check for safe drivers. They don't <laughs> know how to test that. And it's really not difficult. It's not easy to test because safe driving is something that's not actually not so much about following rules, but knowing how to act on instinct. Frankly, if you try to follow all the rules while driving, you'll probably end up in more accidents. I mean, I was in this car this one time where we were coming off the freeway, granted a little faster than we should have, but there was a car that basically ignored a stop sign, went right in front of us oh and tried to cut us off. If we had tried to stop and follow the stop sign at that point, we probably would have skidded and crashed into the car. So the driver, he did the smart thing and he sped up and zoomed around the car as it was going. It's not oh by the book. 
it's not by the book, but in the end, it's a lot safer than if you try to stop and skid, especially yeah. at the speed that you were going. Mm. So, I mean, going back to the whole safety thing, that's really just uh, understanding the instinct when driving, and that really just comes with practice. The process of getting a license itself, I mean, they try to put in practice hours. Technically, you're supposed to take a written test for your permit, spend six months getting practical lessons, at least six hours, and then driving at least 50 hours on your own, or not on your own, sorry, driving at least 50 hours with a parent. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the parent signs off on the 50 hours, so I highly doubt anyone actually completes all 50 hours. <laughs> so that in itself is an issue. Afterwards, you take a you take a practical driving exam, and that's when you get your provision. That's when you get your provisional. My own experience getting the license. Um, I the written exam is a complete joke when you get your permit. Just so you guys know, anyone who wants to take the written exam, they publish their questions online. So usually, you just memorize the answers to the questions. So that's what my mom did. Really, just has very little use when it comes to getting a license. The practical exam is a little better. You actually do get tested on a lot of basic things that you need to know. Well, not just basically. You get tested on a lot of things you need to know. For me, not many people actually pass on the first try, and I actually didn't. So for me, I kind of got stuck because I wasn't making a left, left lane change properly, and cars kept on speeding past me, and I wasn't able to make the change for like five blocks, and that was really bad. <laughs> and then I got my license on the second try when the person made me tried to make me turn down a one-way lane on the wrong way. <laughs> I had to stop the instructor. I was like, that's... Do not enter sign, you realize. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and I think second time is definitely a little bit normal. I know over here, hardly any of my friends passed it on their first time. But transferring on a little bit, I know that you are a sophomore now at Pepperdine University, which is very exciting. So how necessary is it to drive or own a car in college? Because I know that, especially in cities, there are a lot of restrictions. I know that sometimes freshmen or underclassmen in general can't have cars on campus. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, it, it depends completely on the college. For example, a lot of my friends go to UC Berkeley. You don't really need a car there, right? Because it's, uh, there's so many buses and transportation methods, and it's, almost everything is walkable. As a result, but car is not really necessary at UC Berkeley. I think you're allowed to have one if you really want, but I doubt anyone does. Pepperdine is entirely another issue. LA is a city that you really cannot get through without driving, so you kind of need a car to get through the city. That combined with the fact that Pepperdine is in Malibu, which is a good half-hour drive from the nearest city, that has anything. <laughs> so Malibu people really do need cars. And I don't have one yet. I'm hoping to get one for next year. Probably not happening. But like 70% of the students at Pepperdine have cars because they're quite necessary there. Unfortunately, we are out of time again. But thanks so much for joining us here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Final words for all of you drivers out there. Please, please be safe. And as always, we want to be give a very big humongous thank you to our innovative network director of Voice America Kids, Perry Damone, for giving us the opportunity to broadcast and a special thank you as well and giant hugs to our broadcast director, Bruce Salstein, who is always seeking ways to help us sound better. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juwan. We want to hear your thoughts and want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for a free newsletter, and even make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for always tuning in every single week. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine.
15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 